0: Welcome to the 30 Pause Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Clark. On this podcast, myself and a few guests along the way are here to help you navigate what it's really like riding the roller coaster of emotions through that third decade of life. We're here to laugh at ourselves, live our truth, to inform, be fabulous, darlings. So thank you for joining and hop on the roller coaster of emotions and be sure to hold on to your nipples because we're about to enter 30 Pause. <laughs> Listen, I just had one of the best salads that I make. I make supreme salads, okay? I don't make just a little regular degular salad in a bag and throw some, like, dressing. No, 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 no. I take my salad game very seriously. And I'm just going to actually just start this episode with what's really, really good. And what's really, really good is how I make my salads. Okay, let's break this down. What's good? Really good. Really good. <laughs> really, good. <laughs> really good. For me, what is supreme salad making is just making sure that we're not skipping on the details. I need, typically, you know, two types of of lettuce, like a spinach and a romaine, or a spring mix and you know, arugula, whatever the case may be. I do like a mix, but at times mixes aren't necessary. Today, my mix wasn't necessary. It was a romaine salad, nicely chopped, bite-sized. The thing is, chopping the salads and how you're chopping things like onions – At restaurants, it's like I don't want to pay $22 for your salmon salad that you just put in, like, two chunks of red onion, slapped a salmon on it, put some dressing, and then, like, on a bed of spring mix. Like, that perturbs me. You have to chop the lettuce bite-size already. Like, chopping the salads and making sure they're ready to eat as you're going to be getting ready to eat it. Like, you can't just big chops, I can't. I don't want to cut my salad. I want it already cut. You know what I mean? Okay. Finally, a nice chopped romaine. I had uh, some cherry tomatoes and I always quarter my cherry tomatoes because again, I want it bite sized I want to be already be eating once my salad is finished. And then I had um, some feta cheese because I'm not a fan of blue cheese. I can, I can, if it's finely crumbled again, texture, and potency I need a well what makes a great salad is a well balanced bite each time okay in my opinion so that's what really needs to happen so blue cheese is always people get real chunky with it they can do that with feta too but I didn't have any blue cheese I did have some feta so a nice feta crumble just a thin feta crumble I quartered my cherry tomatoes um you know, romaine lettuce. And then I have this new, uh, dressing, the vegan dill dressing from Trader Joe's. Don't sleep on it. It is so fire. It's so good. Um, and here's the thing that people really miss about making a good salad. I had delicious bacon. So I did, you know, almost like a, almost like a, my version of a, almost like a wedge salad, sans the blue cheese. And, um, (laughs) in the v- <laughs> in my dressing was vegan and it was dill, not blue cheese. But either, that's neither here nor there. What makes a good salad is people skip on two things. The chopping, making sure that you're chopping your veggies appropriately. And then people forget to season their salads. Don't sleep on seasoning. Salt, pepper, maybe a little like lemon, a little like um, EVOO if you don't want to do dressing. Don't sleep on seasoning your salads, a finely chopped salad. Like I said, I had bacon, uh, feta, romaine lettuce, cherry tomatoes, and that um and vegan the vegan dill dressing from Trader Joe's. Woo! Gosh, that was the fucking shit of a salad. I haven't made a salad that good in a really long time. I take my, if you, if you follow me, you see that, you know, every once in a while, if you have been following me for a while, that you'll see my fine salad making, and I should do more reels on salads, writing that down, writing that down. That's what's real really good is my salads and how I make salads, and I think people would eat more salads if they knew how to make delish salads, and these restaurants, now that I'm back in these restaurant industries, ooh, honey. We can't be sidestepping and skipping on the details of the food. Yes, I'm, just, I'm bartending, back bartending. I'm actually in this episode, I'm really gonna, just going to tell you what's been happening with me. Uh, I don't have any guests, but I have a lot of premium content as usual. Um, now you've already experienced, you know, just a snibble of that uh, premium content with the, my, <laughs> indeed, what's really good on the salad making. But I'm going to be telling you what's going on with my life. Um, you know, lots of changes, lots of good things, so let's get going. so i decided to quit my job it was a job that was never going to lead me to anything that i have been wanting in my life for the past oh i don't know 35 years and if it's not a fuck yes it was a no for me and it was just becoming an absolutely not unbearable i'm not a sit at the desk type of person i can't perform office jobs in that way and it just wasn't it wasn't working for me it worked for me till it was no longer working for me so your girl said a bye-bye okay and the thing about places that don't serve you is that a lot of times those places don't understand and know your value. So if something isn't gonna be, you know, my strong suit, then it's up to leadership to decide on whether, okay, well let's put her in this role. This is something she's strong at and la di da. And that's honestly what real leadership does and and because of the environment, because of us I think post COVID, because of You know, people, the unemployment rates are so low at this point and people are knowing and having to explore their options and understanding that a work-life balance is more mandatory now post-COVID. Understanding that um, we are needing to be more valued because we are – if we're not, we have other options, <laughs> essentially, and so that's what I was doing. I've been looking for new employment for uh, since the beginning of the year. I mean, if not like December, so um, it's been it's been a long time coming, and I'm just so thankful. So a little fun story is that I accepted this this position, and this is just like an, an a lesson that happens in my life over and over it gets constantly repeated and it's actually part of my power story and I think that's for another episode but what is so prominent in my life is is following my intuition following my gut what does my gut tell me and go with that and this is just one example of that is that I received this sales position and I was just like I definitely been aiming and applying for more sales positions, because that is my personality. If I have to do a normal person job, then I am going to do something that I am. I like that. I'm strong at. I'm good with people. I'm a talker, obviously. And, you know, at the same time, I need to be in front of people. I need to be interactive. I can't just sit and type away at a computer and figure out other things like that. I'm not analytical. That's not me. So I get this position, and right off the bat, you know, the first interview, the guy yawned twice um, while I was on the phone. He was, like, racing on the description of the job. I thank God I had a, a notepad, and I was, like, taking notes so I could remember it all. I'm a processor, How I and I process things probably a lot slower than some people or maybe uh, when it comes to some things and a lot faster than others. I don't know, but the way my brain works, the way I have to think is I need to be asking questions and I, you know, and I'm processing, I'm thinking, I'm downloading. It's like those little, um, like uh, hourglasses that you see with the old windows of the, yeah, that's how, that's what my brain does. So as I'm, I'm very inquisitive and I'm a processor, so it takes me a while to, like, understand or get things when it comes to, you know, making sure I'm understanding and interpreting things correctly. So I question, and it was just such a speeded up, lame phone interview and that was red flag number one so then I get onto the zoom and you know red flag number two is just like their base was a few grand lower than what they initially offered me or what I told them I would at least need to be at and it was just like okay but you know things sounded good I got to understand the job a lot more I kind of mentioned their lame ass first interview that sort of thing but then Red flag number two is I got the job, I took the offer, a lot of back and forth, but I finally took the offer, and I quit my position. And that following day, I, you know, let them know, hey, I have a vacation coming up, it's scheduled for these dates and these dates, I can start the earliest on this date which was a Wednesday and that just was not gonna work out for them and so we were going back and forth and I'm just thinking to myself well I already told you my availability so great I'll start the following Monday and it was just like oh we need to get you started as soon as possible though and it was just like red flag number two these are this is my availability if that doesn't work for you and it has to start on a Monday let's start the week after like this I told you what my availability was that's a non it's a non-negotiable It's what it is. So if you need people that bad, but they got to start on a Wednesday, right? Very strange. I already at this point when I accepted the position, I was like, Heather, do not stop looking for other positions. Do you're scrappy and you can figure this shit out. But I knew I was just not able to walk back into uh, my current boss's office and be like, hi, can I stay here for another another month till I find another job? But also, I was just, I was so done with that place and so done being there that I was like, no, 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 I can't go back and sit in that office for eight hours a day, plus nine sometimes. Uh, -uh, I'm not going to do it. So I get online, I get on LinkedIn, and I was just like, I see this position that I interviewed for, and it was just like this most perfect sales position um, in the plastic surgery realm, so I'd be consulting, and I was just like, oh, my God, this would be the cat's pajase. This would totally work for me and for my personality. This is exactly where the type of salary I need to be at because I'm thinking about growth. I'm thinking future. I have a five-year plan in my mind. And at any rate, I interviewed for that position with that particular company back in February. And that interview just never went beyond the first one, even though I was told it will go beyond a first interview on verbally on the phone. And then they decided to go another direction. And I just remember being so unbelievably bummed that I did not get this, you know, position or at least another interview for it and this it would how perfect it would have been. La di da. So jump to, you know, um, late March and I'm like I already quit my job I accepted this new position but I'm already the red flags are already up I'm not feeling comfortable with it and then on top of that uh, I see that this this surgeon this plastic surgery company is still looking for that consultant position in the area and I was just like I already applied huh I'm gonna apply again what are they, what are they gonna say? Oh, she already applied and we said no. What's well, the worst they gonna say? So then I replied again and the next day I remembered I had the HR contacts email because we emailed back and forth about my first interview. I was like, duh, Heather. Okay. Think smarter not harder, and just email her and basically essentially write the persuasive, essay that's like the English teacher in me and then write like the best cover letter explaining why you can see they didn't take you know you on for this position but this is why I'm a great person for this position and I wrote that bitch up in less than 15 minutes and I reread it and reproved it and then I read it out loud to make sure and then I was like send and I never felt so like proud of myself in a really long time, in the aspect of being an advocate for myself and putting myself out there. And I think that's like so many lessons I've learned throughout the years, but especially in 30 pause, is when I am when I'm speaking up for myself, when I am an advocate for myself. And a lot of times as women, that's really hard for us because. You know, we go with the flow, or especially in the workplace, we don't want to, you know, I think as a society, women, we're definitely feeling like, oh, we might lose our job, or I can't lose my job, or I have kids, or I have, like, things that I can't say it, and they're a lot more um, meager in that sense of, of speaking up and being like, hey, you know, this isn't right, or, you know, taking that, that step forward, and, and you, I know I didn't do that when I was in my 20s, but I certainly started doing that more and more when I was in my 30s, and I've been reaping the benefits of it. So um, at any rate, I sent that email, and I was so proud of myself. So uh, 20 minutes later, she emails me back, and she was like, I'd love to get on a Zoom interview with you. And I was like, fuck yes. So at this point, I'm like, okay, quit my current job, and I not, don't want to take the job I already accepted, and I might get this job, but I'm not sure, but I have a good feeling about it, and let me go ahead and get a bartending job just in case, so I did, and <laughs> eventually I went on vacation, I, 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 I finished out um, my days of, of with my old employer, I went on a amazing vacation with my family for my grandpa's 80th birthday, and I was emailing and, and um, on phone calls about three different times on vacation for this new position. Eventually, I did accept it, so I did get the job, and I start next month. And I'm so proud of my tenacity, but at the same time, I love the fact that I went out there and, and got it because I knew that was the one for me, and I've been – doing this shit and applying and interviewing with people since December, so it's just kind of like, it's like, oh, okay, finally, is this the end-all be-all, you know, I don't know, but I know that this opportunity in this position is going to put me in a lot of a a happier place, and it's going to give me more opportunity to, um, you know, grow what I want to grow on personal levels when it comes to not only just, like, my, you know, finances and putting myself in a better place, but also with 30 Paws and advancing, um, you know, this into something more, which this is also my purpose and my calling, um, and being a creative and, you know, that entrepreneurial side of me as well. So, oh, thank God, that was amazing. I'm, like, going off on so many tangents. If you're staying with me, thank you. (laughs) Anyways, I went on a fantastic vacation to Panama City Beach. Um, My uh, grandpa lives down there. I lived there for three years. Holy crap, that beach has changed so much. I mean, I left – I went – arrived in 2005, left in 08. It's now 2022, and it's just, like, night and day in some aspects. But it was just so good to be there, and I met up with some of my girlfriends from college – and we just, I mean, that's just true friendship is right when you pick up right where you left off. It's like, you know, we're doing the same shit, but more adulting, but doing the same shit, acting the same way in a lot of ways. But also just having that great girlfriend connection um, and having a couple days, um, you know, to hang with them and with family and celebrating, um, you know, my grandpa and every, it was just, Literally, chef's kiss. So, so perfect. Sorry, it's just like going back to my whole life lesson that I'm constantly being reiterated and thrown at, thanks, universe, is to follow your gut. Um, and and I just knew that that initial job, I'm thankful for the their offer and my acceptance of, Doing all that stuff um, to get that job because it really was it just catapulted me into um, more of this uh, resourceful person that I that I am deep down and I sometimes I just lose belief that I am um, so just you know rallying up for myself. And getting creative, and I call it my scrappiness. Um, I, I, we all have it. The, it sounds so foo foo foo, but the answer is always within us. You know what I mean? So I just, it's been a long time coming. Like I said, I've been doing this since December. It's now almost the end of April, <sighs> and it's just like, oh, finally, I needed, I needed it, needed it fucking L's lately and if you know you know I think we kind of all have also it was just a crazy fucking time it was a roller coaster of emotions truly the Je- my Jupiter and Neptune conjunction and Pisces was happening all at the same time if you're an astrology nerd like myself you'd get it <laughs> but I I appreciate all the gifts and all the blessings that came about during that process, my support of just my family and friends was like, whew, #hashtag blessed. So I'm glad. Um, I'm glad now that that's over. And bitch, I am enjoying my downtime right now. I'm I'm bartending, you know, a few days a week. Um, and just kind of really working on 30 paws and trying to elevate um I have my 30th episode next week so I have a lot to, of work to do and I want it to be amazing and I want this podcast to grow and be amazing and um I have a lot of work to do to do that so I'm still holding on to my nipples because it's it's all an emotional roller coaster ah. speaking of Um, During these times, I usually like to book a reading with my girl, Fran. Um, She is amazing, and you can find her on all the things. But, I mean, Instagram is probably the best. Um, She's a fantastic coach and um, tarot reader, and she's just like a bad bitch. And I constantly have to surround myself with bad bitches. And so I booked a reading with her, um, but you can find her. You know, on the Instagram Francesca so F R A N C E S C A dot D E C A P, um, that's her, and she's just she's amazing, and she's just a no bullshit, intuitive coach, and I like to keep her around, and and that was a really great reading that I had with her. I'm I'm currently in this like breaking free of, of fear, fear and like scarcity mode. Um, I'm always afraid there's not enough time, energy, and money. And when I have instability in my security and my money and my future, it's like I get scarcity mode. I revert back to old habits. I, I'm not growing in the way I need to be. It's like those self-checks. And so, any hoots, I love checking in with Fran and her giving me the real deal. No bullshit. Um, You know, and I'm ready to kind of get clear on really what I want for myself, um, for this podcast, for the rest of my 30-pause phase. Are y'all ready to do that with me? Are your nipples twisted, twisted, but we're still holding on to them? Because that's where I'm at. Okay, all right. That's me releasing the particles. I got acrylics back on. (laughs) I got acrylics back on. I haven't done a release the particles segment in for freaking ever. So now that I'm back on the bartending scene... I have a bartender edition of Release the Particles. So just to if you are a new listener, I just want to go ahead and say, releasing the particles, (laughs) okay, getting that off your chest It's just one of those uh, segments where I like to, like we like to bitch, okay? (laughs) And we get to bitch all we want. And these are your, your pet peeves. These are what really grind your gears. And I have a bartender's edition of Release the Particles. You know, I'm bartending a lot more right now back in it. The service industry has never failed me. If that's one job I wish everybody would require to have for at least like six months to a year after, you know, If you finish high school, if you drop out or if you um, just decide to go to college, whatever the fuck, when you are done (laughs) with school, you need to go into the service industry because people just don't understand. They just don't get it. So especially in my years of bartending, it's just it's a wild ride. I mean, I've met some of the coolest people I've met. I've had some of the most bizarre circumstances. But the things that really just grind my gears as a bartender over and over is just things that people need to know and understand as patrons, citizens of the planet, and as Americans who are asses always love to go out to eat, grab a coffee, and not know how to make a fucking cocktail ourselves, and so you go out to the bar, which I much appreciate, and you always need a tip, 20% or more. Thank you. But we're going to go ahead and start releasing the particles when you ask for low ice that still equates the same amount of liquor you're gonna get in the glass it's still a six count for me babe it's still uh one two three four five six and or that's 1.5 ounces of liquor that you're getting so low ice no ice whatever you like high ice same amount okay so that's never gonna change and um so if that in your mind, if that's better for you, thinking you're going to get more liquor, sure. I'll give you low ice, same liquor. Same amount of liquor, same amount of soda, same amount of whatever the fuck else you're putting in that drink. Okay. Okay. <sighs> low ice does not equate to more liquor. Thank you. Um, I'm not required to, like, keep lame small talk and this is something I've had to kind of learn over the years in bartending but this is just a this is a preference for me but I'm not really required to keep up with your lame small talk especially if you're just some sloppy dude eating with his mouth open you're not really um, buying liquor off me I'm just kind of walking into the moment and I'm doing side work. I'm not staying in one place. Um, so if I'm not, if I'm doing things and I'm not sitting there conversating with you, it means because I don't want to talk to you. Like you're lame. You chew with your mouth open. You ordered a really lame drink. And then any anyone who chews and, dr- and takes a drink at the same time, it's, I'm automatically grossed out. I think when people eat at the bar, it's a different type of decorum that they have up there. It's literally sitting, eating at a table. So, um, I don't want to watch it. And quite frankly, when you're like eating and doing your thing, um, don't be talking on speakerphone at the same time. So, I just want to set a, a picture for you all. Um, eating... Uh, With his mouth open, a plate of food in front of him, a cocktail in front of him, and his ass is on speakerphone, and he's having side note conversations, inserting my name into his phone call conversation. At the same time, I just, I actually, I had to walk away. I'm not required to do this. I'm not required to sit here and watch the sloppy, the sloppiness, okay? I got to go. Let me go clean. Let me do something. Let me not stay here, okay? Your bartender does not have to create lame conversations to appease you, especially after you've already paid and tipped. I got to go. Anywho, my last bartender edition of releasing the particles is making sure that once we get up to that bar rail, we know what we want, especially in high volume situations. I bartend concerts and when there are 25 people in line behind you and you're dilly dallying around, it's making it harder for me and for you And your time is money and let's go. We're adults. Actually, by this time, I think by, I want to say, by a solid 24, 25 years old, if you are regularly, you know, um, out and about and ordering uh, adult beverages, then we should know what's our go-to. So always have, like, a top two um, go-to drink and or beer that you know you'll like and then get that first. And then if you see something on their menu or what have you that you really want next, then get that next time. If you're really just stumped on what to get, especially at a concert venue or where there's somebody that's there, a club, somewhere that's high volume. It's like, get up here, quit dilly-dallying around, order your drink, tip me and leave. That's how this works. You know what I mean? So, woo! Know what you want to order when you get to the bar. Thank you. Thank you. I would say, do act it like it's Dolly raining every day like and wear your Do it like Dolly would do. You know, in times when I am challenged, when I feel like I am just taking L's after L's, you know, I always resort to my good old girl, Dolly, who's always just going to lead the way. I have a. Uh, I've been gifted the same book twice in the past, I think, four years or so. And it's just a uh, Dolly Parton um, uh, coloring book just with a a shit ton of her quotes in it. So, you know, I even loved it the second time around. I've gotten it. I've gotten it. Um, This quote I really love and it really resonated with me that stuck out uh, while I was just going through all of – the recent happenings, I guess, is it says, I've always been a firm believer in working hard for what is right and for making your own breaks if you want things to change. And I was just like, "Woo, amen. That goes back to me, you know, in the beginning of the episode, just kind of telling you guys about how um, I'm really proud of myself for being an, an advocate for myself and sending that email and putting myself out there and um, you know staying persistent and having the tenacity um, in that moment. I'm not always perfect and I still have so much to do and learn and grow from but at the same time it's just I am a firm believer in hard work there I'm not a lazy person. I don't believe in in having you know things given to you and I and even though there have been so many things given to me and I am so grateful um, I'm still you know on the, other side of things and, and believe in that I'm um, work hard work is will pay off and it does um, and then you know the last part is is right is you know believing in for what is right and making your own breaks and setting yourself your own self up for success um, because I did want things to change I didn't want to sit in that office anymore I didn't want to have to settle for The salary I was making. I knew I was worth more. I was capable of better, and knew I was of so much more value. So, I leave you all with that. That little Dolly quote has just uh, um, brightened my days as of late because it's so true. Just it brings me back to my core values, and as long as I'm following those. Everything else is just kind of up for grabs because life is a fucking roller coaster. You know, grab a cocktail, breathe, relax, uh, learn how to meditate, and let's just keep fucking going on for the ride. You feel me? 30